Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Fell and senior writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Time for Headliner Questions. Great to be with you, as always. We appreciate you guys. Birch Orthodontics, the sponsor for the hour, co-sponsor of the show with Registered Sausage and uh, the entire show. It's not just an hour. It's, it's, it's the whole thing. And um, I think I think I have a scheduled appointment, as I am wont to do these days, with Birch Orthodontics for not next week, but the week after. It's You're always right. on the calendar, buddy. You're ride or die with Orthodontics. Uh, it's my ride or die orthodontics, and I've got an appointment, uh, which I don't want to get too much into her personal life, with her husband. Okay. Uh, for what he does, and my kid being in eighth grade and all that stuff. So the, um, you know, I was thinking about, like, uh, I think this is the time of year where I need to go have a chat, football chat with Dr. Birch, because mm. she's got strong opinions. Well, I think she's probably feeling better. The nice thing, you know, the interesting thing about our relationship with Dr. Birch is back in the old days, like when my kids were going to Birch Orthodontics, for the best orthodontic care in the world, mm. in the world, universe, was... Uh, I would. I probably did more of the talking, and I would. And I, she would do the listening, you know. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, show some respect yeah. to me." Mm-hmm. The even. last few times, it's like, "No, man, I'm not hearing your nonsense. Yeah. I don't believe that kid can play. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that." Coach Why would I? You steered me wrong so, every year for the last so, five. So I need to go, and I need to hear. I need to get the expert advice from Doctor Birch, which you can get as well if your kids are. Uh, Go into Birch Orthodontics for their orthodontic work. Also, ask for a little football consultation. What are your thoughts on the season upcoming, Doctor Birch? You got any thoughts on that team? That's what you're missing, Corey. I can't wait to meet her. I thought you met her at the big celebration. I know. I was joking. Okay. Was, we actually had a great talk. Yeah. I like her a lot. Yeah. I wish I'd seen her since. Um, uh, you know, not not in a it's weird way. Weird. She's just a fun person. Yeah. Hey, sorry. Let's yeah. get let's get on questions. Let's get to the questions. That got All weird right. in a hurry. Yeah, <laughs> man. Has hey, she not returned your calls, weird. Corey? It's weird how those moments usually occur when Corey's talking. Oh, yeah, it was good. Sorry. Well, maybe, like, she'll go to, maybe she'll go to New Orleans with me. My, fav- <laughs> my favorite part about that was that as you said it, I could hear the regret in your voice. It came out. I'm just talking to talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the beauty of Corey Clark. <laughs> Here we go. Michael writes, hearing his dulcet tones over playoff weekend made me remember it's Jim Nance season. NFL playoffs, PGA events, March Madness, the Masters. My man is living the dream. Unrelated, how would each of you pose for a portrait of yourself hanging <laughs> over your own fireplace? Jeff, yours is obviously a portrait of you laying on a rug of your own face. Corey, Ira, how about you? I mean, I would probably do like my back to the camera oh. or my back to the painter, but kind of peering back over my shoulder, like <laughs> looking at you. No shirt. As you see. No, well, of course, no shirt. Okay, Are you kidding? Got yeah, it. 
Sorry. So you see all the hair. Hmm. And I'm just kind of peering back over my shoulder at you. I think that I think people would like to walk into something like that. Is I'm the, glad he brought that up because anytime I hear Jim Nance, of course, all I think about is him having a portrait of himself in his house. Other than you being with your wife or your family in that portrait, like is there a way or your girlfriend, is there a way to have a portrait of yourself no. in your house? No. I mean, no. there's no possible way. No. What if you had some magical? Were you with a dog that you loved when you were when you were young or something? Well, that one well, dog then you had when you were five. But then you're Corey. a kid in the picture. That's not so bad. There's got to be a scenario where you can have a a a. a well, Jim Nance yourself. will tell you there is a scenario <laughs> by which you just have to be Jim Nance. And you can, by all means, have a portrait of yourself for all the accomplishments in the broadcasting world. That's it. That's all. What do you, if you're if a you, painter, what do you tell, what do you, when somebody asks you to do a self, like a painting of just them to hang in their house, what do you, is a You painter, charge you, them an excessive amount because clearly they'll pay it. <laughs> if I got somebody to paint a portrait of me and my, uh, of me doing what I just said, and I, when I gave it to you, one of you as a gift, I would put it up. <laughs> would you pay put it up for real? I'd find a place. Maybe I'd put it up in studio, but it would be awesome. I mean, it, yeah. I would crack up about it. Yeah, it'd be a great well, joke gift. Well, sure. I'm going to commission one. Okay. <laughs> probably a couple grand, a big one, probably, you know, six by six, and then I'll, I'll give that to you as a, probably a Christmas present. Uh, Gator Kirk writes, good afternoon. How many more games does the basketball team have to win in order to be a guaranteed NCAA bid? Ooh, a lot. A lot, yeah, because it's, it's a down league. Eight. So you gotta, you gotta I say the, eight is a guarantee. If you get to if you get to fourteen wins in the ACC, so if they're fourteen and twenty in the ACC, or however that works, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knows what Iris 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 math is? Uh, yeah, I think if they get if they if they get to fourteen wins and they have a win over Duke and a win at Miami, um, I think that should be enough to get you in. Uh, they got to take sixty eight teams, and that'll get you in the top four of the ACC, and I think you're in them. Yeah, do we think it's a three or four bid league or just a two to three bid league? It could be as low as three, possibly. Man. But I saw the the last bracketology thing I saw had him as a five bid league. So I mean, look, they got to take. They're not going to take like four from the OVC. They're still going to take some name brands. So I still think if you're in the top four of the ACC, you're probably getting in. Tom writes, I think the Seminole Headlines crew needs to swing by awards for you to pick out the perfect platinum Bohica trophy and set up a GoFundMe so listeners can fund this vision into reality. The Bohica Award presentation must occur. And it might happen at the ACC tournament. I got to be honest with you. Now, this is a this is something to seriously uh, answer to, not about the the platinum Bohica per se, but even if I had with me in hand a platinum Bohica trophy to dole out to the University of Miami for uh, having been on the wrong side of ten straight losses, um, I don't know that I want to face them in the ACC tournament. No, not particularly. It doesn't no. feel. It feels like that's the place that the Bohica would go to die. I, I really believe that because two one-point wins, certainly the percentages suggest you're not going to go there and win that game. Uh, and also, I mean, purely motivationally, I can't imagine Miami, A, facing down the Platinum Bohica. They've heard of it by now. I mean, it's out there. They know they're, they're Mario running. knows about well, it. Well, he knows. That's, why, he, know. that's why he was so impassioned. He was trying to make sure it didn't happen. He's like, guys, we're getting dangerously close to the Bohica. <laughs> And I don't need to tell you what that entails. So there's all of that. And then, then you know, in addition, just pure pride at some point kicks in. I thought it would have kicked in after five straight losses, maybe six straight losses. But we are up to nine straight losses. At some point, they'll, ref- they'll die on the court rather than lose again to Florida State. Uh, yeah, you just don't want to play them. And, and they're good. They're, yeah, they're it's good. not just that's the motivation. The, that's a bigger issue. They're good. Next year they won't be as good because all those 24-year-olds won't be there anymore. 
Mm. I think uh, it's a little more embarrassing that they keep losing to us. <laughs> the uh, the whole thing with uh, you know, I, and again, I mean, like when it looks when you look at Florida State in this basketball program, like how far what they have to do. I do think that they are going to get the benefit of the doubt if the second half of the season doesn't go as well as we hope it will, and I think it will go really well. I still think Florida State, because of what they've done these last few years, their seeding is going to be decent. This is the, the test, right? NCAA tournament. Have you legitimately earned your way into the realm of which now you're a team of greater significance so that when you have an average year by your own standards these days, you get the benefit of the doubt the way that North Carolina and Duke and the other Blue Bloods always will? I mean, you see this in college baseball the year that Miami went 500 and got into the NCAA right. tournament. That was based on the cachet built up of you know the better part of three decades of being really good at college baseball, not because of the resume in the moment. So you'd like to think Florida State going back to back to back sweet sixteens have certainly earned right. um the you know the, the fact the, they don't have a great the doubt. they they don't have a great out of conference schedule or wins yeah, they don't, uh, they don't, then yeah. then that's not gonna hold them back. Do you agree? Well they're not gonna be a high seed. We know that. They're not gonna be like a two that that they're that right. they can't reach that ceiling. But they could still be a five probably if they have a good close of the year. Uh Nathaniel writes I keep hearing very good things about Winston Wright and his dynamic versatility, and I continue to be impressed with Atkins' slow but steady rebuild of the offensive line's depth. From what I saw at Memphis, this could be the first chance we have of seeing real flashes of the downfield Norvell offense at FSU, assuming Travis can keep building on his obvious late-season passing progress. Do you guys think it is possible that the offense actually outperforms the defense next fall? I do. I think that... You know, even if you have enough guys to fill in for some really big shoes to fill along that defensive line, that they're probably going to take a bit of a step back up front against the run. And I do think that now that you went out and you got some legitimate wide receivers, you brought in another offensive lineman that we think will start. You brought in some depth, in the in my opinion, of Bless Harris. You brought in some depth there. And I think, now we'll see what we got at running back. Obviously, Benson comes in. We'll see if he can add to that group. But anyhow, you've improved yourself there and I do think Jordan Travis improved this year. I haven't been as ardent a supporter as these two, but I've noted that he's gotten a lot better. And if he continues to grow, especially with receivers to throw to and a better at deeper offensive line, yes, there's a very realistic chance this offense performs at a better rate than the defense did this year. Well, he has to, right? I mean, it's going to be on Jordan Travis to some degree. You have improved the offensive line. You have improved the wide receiver core. You have solid running backs. It's The quarterback now has to play at that level for this team to take the next step. And I, I'm with the, I mean I, I'm with Nathaniel. I mean I think the the offense does have a chance to be better um, than the defense. And I think the defense is going to be decent, but I think the offense could be a plus this year for the first time in a while. It has to be right. Yeah. Like it's 2022. You can't clearly you can't win with an average a little bit above average defense. We saw what that's what Florida State had this past year was a you know top 40 ish type defense, and they went five and seven. You got to put points on the board, man. And their offense has not done that for two years. If it doesn't surpass what the defense is going to do, it's going to be another mediocre season. You can get to eight or nine wins if you have a a, a good offense, not elite, but good. And it should no be a good offense. It should be a good offense. It you should hope, be. right? Yeah. yeah, you hope it should take a a pretty substantial leap. I am interested to see what happens as we move forward. Do they bring in a viable backup at quarterback? Um, and I and I think it's important that you do it. I just you don't want it to be a death sentence if for any reason Jordan Travis can't play for a game, a quarter, a half, whatever it might be. And, again, I'm not going to assume he can't, but if it happens that he can't, you better have somebody you can put in there that you feel good about to carry the day or a week or two until he gets back. 
And we won't know. I mean, let's see what happens. Yeah, I think they definitely will. I think that'll be – there's probably five or six, maybe four or five, six more transfers they add, and I think quarterback will be one of them. Next question while we can. Hey, guys, I absolutely love the show, and I've been listening since 2010. My question is mostly for Jeff. Last week I heard you dismiss dismiss out of hand the thought of Deion Sanders being considered for a head coaching position if things got worse here. I do want Norvell to succeed, but let's say the worst things happen and he goes 5-7 and or 4-8. and Why wouldn't we consider him? Prime prep is the answer to your question, Nick, and many others, but I won't entertain this anymore. It's not an option, and it's a stupid thing to even consider. Uh, you guys may disagree with me, so I'll give you a chance to weigh in. There's a, just there's a lot more to running a football program than just recruiting. Now, could it be? Could it happen? With you know, if he was surrounded by a great staff that put all those things into place, but you know, the point you're making, his his chances to run organizations have not gone really well. No, in the past, so it's a, just a different skill set. But would he help in recruiting? I mean, obviously. Yeah, and if he keeps winning ten or eleven games at Jackson State. There are going to be FBS schools interested in him. Oh, I don't clearly. disagree. I don't disagree with that. I think there um, will be plenty of people that are interested in him. I'm answering this very specific question. Go read a story, February second, twenty sixteen, the spectacular collapse of Deion Sanders Prime Prep, and that's all you need to read. Hey, we all make mistakes. <laughs> I, I will say this: Look, if, if he does, if he does win two or three more big years at Jackson State, and Norvell doesn't get it cooking, and Dion shows an interest in Florida State, whether whether you dismiss it or not, doesn't mean it will not be. Bandied about. Well, it's already bandied about. It's already bandied about. But he, but he wasn't a head. He had never done it before. He had wanted to be the head coach here without ever coaching anything. Well, now he'll have three years of real experience. It's not an FBS program, but he will have been the head coach at a real college football. Program. I just, but, but we also, what I think, what I would encourage people to remember is run. And this isn't saying he doesn't have the ability to do it. It's a question of whether or not he wants to do it and yeah. uh, will put in the time to to learn how to do it. Being a head football coach in 2022 at a program of, of a Power Five level, it's running. It's like running a not a Fortune 500 company, but it's like running a huge company. It's there's so many moving parts. There's so many things that go on. And again, it's not whether or not he has the ability to do it. It's just there's a lot that goes into it that that requires more than just connecting with recruits. And that's all. That's so say it's not to say you can't do it. It's just even doing it at that level. I don't know that it necessarily 100. percent translates to what you could do at the power. No, sure. It's always, it's always going to be a question, right? Just like hiring the guy from, uh, you know, Western Kentucky or hiring the guy from Memphis. It'll always be the question, but he, it it won't be out of the realm. If things don't get better here, they need to get better here. And that's what we all want folks. That's what we all want. We want Norvell to succeed. Twitter question as a bills fan, what's worse bills flying kick to the cojones this past Sunday or Atlanta's 27 to three Super Bowl collapse. Relax, Corey, you're coming off of two championships. That was number one. It was get it right. It was twenty-eight to three. It was twenty-eight to three. That is correct. Yes, yeah, twenty-seven, 27 to three was the Rams nearly losing, to, uh, almost losing to the Bucks after being up twenty-seven to three. I just don't understand kicking it, kicking it out of the end zone. No, of course you don't, because it was a dumb thing to do. Because the ball gets to the twenty-five, right? Yeah, yeah. If you squib it, he has to pick it up and return it. You tackle him. Four or five seconds go off the clock. The game is over. They're not going to be in position to kick a field goal. It was a cataclysmically stupid decision from Sean McDermott, and it shouldn't have cost him the game. But it ended up costing him the game. Well, so, I don't think you have to squib it. That kid has a big enough leg. Just kick it really high to the eight. Well, either and way, then, I mean, you can do it either way. The point is, you so, want him to return it. Yeah, he's going to run it, out. and it wasn't Tyreek Hill no. back there. So. So it takes them four seconds or five seconds to return it, probably. 
Then they got eight seconds left at the 25. It's over. 13, it's so, one play. Yeah. One play in a Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's just bizarre. It's just bizarre. Well, but, I, yeah. I feel for Bills fans. It's crazy that that yeah. happened. It should it never happen. Loss. It's awful loss. It's, it's not worse than losing the Super Bowl of 28-3, to though. I, I do think. What could but, be? But I mean, how many touchdowns were scored in the last two minutes? That game it was, was 17 absurd. points scored in the last two minutes. It was absurd. It was, yeah. it it was, <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. I doubt we ever will. It is funny, though, like they showed when he threw that comp- touchdown with 13 seconds left, that one coach went and jumped on McDermott. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were mm-hmm. all, they showed Josh Allen's family celebrating. Because they should have been. It should be the end they of the game. It should be the end of the game. But it's also the NFL, man. And if you're going to give Mahomes the ball at the, thir- no. at the 25 with 13, he's got two chances. Well, uh, he, it's not like he had to, with those kickers, you just got to get to the 40 to give yourself a chance. So you got to go 35 yards. It's still Here, silly. Mahomes going 35 yards in 13 seconds isn't out of the realm of possibility ever. Yeah, but there is a reason that you've never seen it before. I mean, it's, it's not – I don't care how preternaturally great the quarterback is. If you're properly playing a prevent defense, that doesn't happen. It's crazy. I, I actually, I, I'll never, I'll never understand how it happened, and I forever feel bad for Bills fans. I'm glad it wasn't my team. That's that's brutal, but it's not as bad as you, you know. What they should have done has been kind of more uptight, closer to the line of scrimmage, like Florida State. <laughs> so, so I actually had this conversation with somebody uh, at Florida State, not on the football staff, just about that game, the Jacksonville State game, and the similarities, because that's exactly what Adam Fuller was trying to prevent was the pass underneath that sets right. up a field goal. The difference, the difference is the Chiefs have Harrison yes, Butker. The, the difference is the field, <laughs> not a the, freshman who's never made a exactly field goal in the, college the, that difference, and then the fact that if you go to overtime with Florida State, you think you're going to win that game as Florida State against Jacksonville State in overtime, yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to there's a lot of differences. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. but 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 that but from a football just strategic standpoint, if you take all those other things out of the equation, mm. that is what exactly what. Adam Fuller would have been concerned about. I also like how that game is going to be the the tipping point for them changing the overtime rules to where each team gets the ball once. Mm. Meanwhile, my Falcons never got to touch the ball in overtime. Tom Brady just wins the coin toss and the game's over. Well, Those in, were two great quarterbacks going at it. In, two all-timers. Yeah, in yeah. 2018 it Matt, happened. Yeah, yeah, it looked a little different. Josh Allen in the last, I don't know, two quarters of that game looked a little bit different than your quarterback. Yeah, Josh Allen looked a little bit different than every quarterback that's ever played in the last two minutes of that game. That was insane. When he gets going, dude, he is unreal. Well, I mean, he's also just a hoss. Who's 6'5", 250 running like like that? that, that It's just dumb. Bishop writes real quickly, and we'll answer it and take a break because it's an easy answer. After this week's amazing games in the NFL playoffs, do the AFC and NFC Championship games have any chance as being uh, just as good or competitive? No. Nope. <laughs> no. No chance. No, nope. no chance. If, if they did. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Impossible. No chance. Some of the headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio continues in a moment. War Chant TV. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Let's keep the questions rolling here. Uh, Walter writes that he's excited about the TCU Horn Frogs coming to Hauser in April. We get them between their series with Oklahoma State and OU. We need payback from the 2010 College World Series. Oh, I remember Oof. it well. The old eight-run eighth in the uh, 11-7 game. That's when uh, Mike McGee threw the Frisbee down the heart. And I think, Corey, correct me if I'm wrong, that was a home run that went about 680 feet? Uh, yeah, it landed, it landed in another state. It landed in Iowa. Yeah, that was that was in Rosenblatt, and yeah. you could first guess that that was happening. McGee was throwing frisbees, and you're like, "This is not going to work out." And when we beat Florida, I think with a McGee save, that was a line shot to second yeah. uh, that was hit Smoked. right on the nose. Smoked. And I could tell Mike was done. Mike, Mike was done on the year, and we were still rolling his ass out there. And that guy hit a ball as far as you can. Humanly hit a ball. Well, see, I know what kind of fan Corey is because Corey's a, a fatalist. He, you know, just yes, an Atlanta yes. sports fan. Even though he's just won two two titles, he should stop being a he'll, fatalist. He'll still be that way. But I'm curious about you because, like, the Bucks fans seem like they you guys handled that loss better than I expected. You have Tom Brady as your quarterback. It's easy to you handle just a loss won, when you're the reigning Super Bowl champions. You just won a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and it just feels like you guys would have been a little bit more dejected. But you and Tom just like moved on right away. Uh, I guess what I'm question like so in that moment when Mike mm. McGee is throwing. The break that the, one the, hurt. The sliders that won't break. Mm. Are you just hoping, man? He's just just miss one bat, or, or hit, or, hit it right at somebody, a, or pop one up. Just miss it. Yeah, it's baseball. You can get lucky. Somebody can so, nut or, one and or get you right thinking, at it, man. Or, or are you thinking, man? This kid's gonna get. There's no chance. Well, if that at bat in particular, I had a bad feeling about for a lot of reasons. I believe Corey's. We I like to uh, give Corey the credit here. Uh, I typically have an encyclopedic memory for FSU baseball in these ways. Losses. Snapshots of our painful losses, I can remember. Ooh. I want to say, Corey, that kid was a lefty. He was, yeah. Yeah, and Mike's yeah. throwing that ball that goes right to the heart of the bat from the, from the right side to the left side. Yeah, I remember thinking this could not be a worse scenario. That's a toughie. That's a yeah. toughie. Yeah, yeah, I can remember that one. That one bothered me. Uh, they but, got screwed because they didn't have a great shortstop on that team. Right. There was a ball earlier in that mm, inning that should yes, have been an easy yes, double play, yes. but you didn't have a terrific there's fielding a, shortstop. There's always something. Bad things happen. Yeah. Uh, as for the Bucks, both Tom and I thought the Rams would win going away. So when it was 27-3, to I was like, well, this is happening. I mean, you're beat up. You don't have your guys. You're going to lose. I have to admit, coming all the way back and improbable as it was and Sue forcing the fumble from Akers and uh, weird watching Florida State guys just throw up all over themselves as Jalen Ramsey gets beat on the Evans bomb. Uh, good to see that. Uh, but that said, like all, all of a sudden, you know, it's 27 all, and I'm thinking, well, maybe we will win. And the reason that it stung a little bit is because the 49ers did beat Green Bay in Green Bay, and I have nothing but respect for San Francisco, but I don't think they would have come in to Tampa the following week uh, and won that game. So you could have kind of almost lucked your way into the Super Bowl 
because the you know the the Packers had lost. But oh well. But guess what? Guess what, man? Hmm. You didn't. No, you didn't. Your season's over. It is. It is. Your season's so over. For, Sorry. Get ready for the draft. So for now, uh, I can sit back and think: winning the division, winning the Super Bowl championship, right. winning fourteen games this year. You know. It's, it's all right. It's, it's, yeah, it's gonna, it's it'll be okay. A lot of winning lately. A lot of winning. Uh, let's get to the next question, which is Mike writing, what's it going to have to take for, to have four great college football games like the NFL had over this weekend? And he's talking about playoffs. I don't know, man. There just never seems to be four great teams in college football, does there? There seems to be two. No, but Sometimes you could have great three. Games. You could, but usually somebody is games. there that's going to get overwhelmed. I don't know. If the two teams are the first, the two best teams are getting buys, then like that that twelve seven matchup uh, could be a humdinger, could be an all timer, man, or whatever, however they want to organize it. But yeah, I can tell you this much: it can't be any worse than the product we've gotten in the playoffs since its inception. It's usually one out of three games that is close, um, if that. You think about this past year: Georgia, Michigan was just over before it started. Alabama, Cincinnati was over when they scheduled it. So you had one game out of three that was compelling. And that's the problem that with that. down to the final quarter. And that's the problem with that sport. And you know, we talked earlier about March Madness and how difficult it is to win a title or go to the final four. I mean, once you get past that first weekend, I mean, sometimes in the first weekend, but certainly once you get past the first weekend, nobody's beaten anybody by 40. I mean, it's just, you know, their teams are good. There's oh, a lot of good college yeah, basketball good, teams. Yeah, yeah. And you can be beat. By anybody. Competitive balance was something that I used to bring up all the time when we talked about women's basketball, that one of the things that hurt women's basketball was that you could have an Elite Eight game in which the prohibitive favorite beat the other team by 45 points. Like, that happened. And you'd watch UConn or Another top Tennessee. Another like a top yeah. 10 team. And they'd beat them by 100, yeah. and you'd go, well, that, that shouldn't happen if we had more competitive balance. And I feel like college basketball, I mean, college football's got that problem. There's not a lot of competitive yeah. balance, man. You've got a couple of teams at the top. Alabama this year, Georgia, Ohio State most years prior to this year, Clemson. Eh, now we're starting to get to slim pickings. Even those Big 12 teams like Oklahoma, who I love, you know, and, and Notre Dame, certainly, every time they make it, you know, well, get ready for the ass-kicking. <laughs> Nobody thought Notre Dame would be competitive. Every time that they go, you're like, this is an ass-kicking. And frankly, I bet a lot of money on Georgia to beat the hell out of Michigan because I didn't think Michigan could be competitive in that game. So you really didn't have, and you don't have, a lot of elite teams in college football. Period. It's not good for the sport. Having said that, I'm still more for I'm for more playoff games. I'm uh, just because gives the, more the, people the, a reason yeah, to the final hang two, around longer. Yeah, the final and, two may be a predetermined conclusion, but I'd like to see more playoff games. Sir Stuart Wallace writes, Jeff, may I create the GoFundMe that uh, accumulates the bail money to cover you storming the floor to hand deliver the platinum Bohemian to the Canes next fall after a ten straight. This has to happen. How many chances will we realistically get to deliver a platinum Bohica for that ass? Mm. Well done with the phrasing. You know, the nice thing about that game, see the, the the Civics of the Tucker Center, they have like they have ushers now that really do a pretty good job of trying to protect the court. Like in that Duke game, mm. the last that we sit right next to where they where they line up, where they get in formation, yeah. yep. and with about five minutes to go, they were like really getting into gear. They were fired up. Uh, it's not worth it, guys, to, to, to stop the crowd. <laughs> And they were really trying to. It just didn't work. But it in, never in, will. But in the Miami <laughs> game next year, like they're not even going to be thinking about it. Oh right. So yeah. so yeah. you you'll have a clear path. Well, I also have a press pass. Right. That's true. You'll well, also here's the beauty. You're yeah. gonna, you're going to want to make an announcement to the people in attendance of what's happening, but you don't want to be too clear about what it is you're giving them. Mm. So you get the kid they use for the contest in, during right. the, the timeouts at the Civic Center. Yeah. 
who screams unintelligibly into the mic when mm. you can't understand what he's saying or sure. why. Mm -hmm. He just screams loudly. So get him to do the presentation, and people will be like, what is he saying? They'll specifically oh. map out exactly what it all means and why they're getting it, yeah. but nobody will yeah. understand. Well, and nobody will understand him, and people will just cheer because he's so loud and enthusiastic that they think they're supposed to cheer. My question to you is, how do I get Lara Nega to stay on the floor and, and, and take this prestigious award? Well, you if, hog tie him. Or if you hog tie somebody else, now he's elderly. He, I, I, could, say, I could pin him down. If somebody strategically yeah. is on the other side, like in the in the uh, stance behind their bench, mm. and yells something about like an early bird dinner, right. I feel like they'll yes. distract him. Something along those lines, right? And, and then and, he turns, and there I sit <laughs> with yeah. the platinum bohemia and all of its glory. Are we having an early bird dinner? And then he turns around, and then there you are. He thinks to himself, I'm going to be able to get you know some roast beef. And he's excited, <laughs> and he turns around. And instead, there's the bohica, yeah. which is utterly shocking to him, and he's thinking that he's being accosted. Is, is it liver and, liver and onions tonight? <laughs> what, what are we doing? Or maybe mention that insurance that Joe Namath pimps on uh, the ACC network all the time. He'll turn around for that, I bet. Yeah, I, Sir Stewart, you we'll can indeed, uh, if you'd like, uh, start the GoFundMe because I will get arrested, and that's not. <laughs> I don't really want that, but I'm willing to do that. Uh, Chris writes, big picture: Can FSU football climb all the way back to the top of the mountain and win a national title without significant reform to the NIL, conference realignment, etc.? I ask because with how these 12 team playoff talks have gone, I can't hardly fathom these guys agreeing on anything. Yeah, so the point being that there's probably not going to be any sort of resolution anytime soon with the NIL. I, you know, I, it, it's hard to imagine, but you can't say never. I mean, man, you know, teams have, teams have figured out a way before to win without either, like in the age of cheating, it's not like the biggest cheaters always won. So you can't assume that the teams that, but it's, man, it's, as we said earlier, it's a hard road, man. If you, if Georgia and Alabama and now, now Texas A&M and soon to be Southern Cal and those schools start recruiting at this level, it's it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for Florida State, but not impossible. No. Like, you know, I have a friend that's a Michigan fan, and we were talking about the Georgia game. And he's like, "Look, we we hit our head on the ceiling. There was nowhere else to go. If you're not from the South, you can't win a national championship. Well, you can't. You, you can't. You can't if you're Michigan's arch rival, Ohio State. That's what he said. That was the one. That was the one. And and even then, that was eight years ago. Um. In in but in Ohio State recruits in different parts of the country. I think maybe right. the Michigan does. But Florida State does have the inherent advantage that they're in the South and they're around where a lot of the good defensive linemen are. The so it's not like you're asking kids to come from Wyoming to play for for you. You just got to keep the kids near you home. And if you so, get a Joe Burrow type quarterback, yeah, man, you can beat. Yeah, man, anybody. you've got a chance if you get a special quarterback. You got a chance. Donnie writes on to baseball boys with the new FOF in the works. How does this affect Hauser? Please tell me that someone has directed decision makers to some SEC ballparks as proof of concept. So if and when they move, it can be, as the kids say, lit. Keep up the good work, gents. A um, couple things there. I would say you don't have to point to the SEC, although that is a fine place to start. There are several stadiums throughout the ACC that are vastly superior to uh, Dick Hauser Stadium as well. Yeah, there's no there's no longer a, a question or debate about whether or not Hauser's an armpit and needs to be fixed or, or re rebuilt. Everybody knows that. The question is, at what point does you know Florida State feel like that's worth the investment with all the other things that they have to do? So I, I don't know, man. I don't know what the answer is. Would you, pour, Corey? Would you pour, I don't know, thirty million dollars into fixing Hauser, or would you go with the Jeff Cameron idea, just blow it up and start over? Which is going to cost probably, more. 
I would probably blow it up and start over, yep. and I would make sure that I mean Buster Posey's got to move back to this part of the country, right? Yeah, uh, I, think I think he's moving to Atlanta. I think he's moving to Atlanta. You guys there can you hang go, out, buddy. You can hang out with Buster. I'm sure. My point are fun. being, come on, man. He made like 200 million dollars. Just give about 10 percent of it. <laughs> that's all. That's what, all. What, give ten percent. Of course, he's not asking much. Just ten percent, buddy. What did Florida State do for you, Buster? Without Florida State. You would have never played professional baseball, don't we all? Agree he'd be, on he'd that, be, probably? he'd be, yeah, he'd be playing shortstop somewhere. He'd be the, sweeping the floor. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, oh, I, he's, I, he- he's heading to Dallas. For the record, I do think Buster's been pretty, pretty generous with the FSU baseball program compared to a lot, the, what a lot of athletes do. Compared to say JD him, Drew, compared to a lot of athletes, <laughs> and uh, right. but uh, yeah, man, they're gonna. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it will take former players. Stepping hey, up because it's going to be a, a big investment. Uh, I don't often do this. This is very Corey Clark like. Do I get any credit for twelve yes, years I ago? Will say, I will say beating you were, the drum about this. you were one of the first ones. That's why I said there's no more question or debate. <laughs> I for was a long time from the mountaintops. For a long time, I thought we could put some more lipstick on the pig. <laughs> but then when you start looking in, inside the pig a little bit, you realize Woo! it's it's there's some problems. Yeah. There. And, lo- and looking at the other pigs around the yeah. the southeast, man, these are these are cathedrals, man. They are real. They like well, minor league parts. They're interactive too, man. It's awesome. They let you walk in with coolers and beer, and people are going nuts every time a home run is hit. There's beers being thrown in the air. Women are stripping. It's a big <laughs> yeah. time to go to a college baseball game. None of that here. It's old people, filth, puddles, cobwebs, Country giant music. fans. And garbage music. <laughs> Simple headlines. 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Channel TV continues in a moment. Get your tickets now. <laughs> How you doing there, podcasters? Good. Good to hear it. Listen, <laughs> if you're if you're wondering uh, for you know for a good place to eat, watch a game, have a cold beer, enjoy a lot of choices, we suggest Horizons Bar and Grill. Maybe even run into us. You Could might happen. see us. Could you and I, especially. Yes. I mean, I'm there once a week, I think. When I'm in town, I'm there. Stephanie and I are there. Great place. Cold beer, hot women, everything you want in a uh, – I probably shouldn't have said that. Well, oh, it's or okay. Hot I, beer and cold women. <laughs> whatever you're into. I, I, like, I like the good-looking ladies, too. That's sure, all right. But, but even if that's uh, not your thing, I'll be there. I'm a good-looking guy. And we would all agree, great food. Legitimately good food. The most important food. part of this ad is the great food. It's great food. They got TV, sports bar. They got that vibe. But beer, food, everything you could want. And most importantly, again – other than uh, the food, is that there is at least, I'd say, a 35% chance one of us would be there. And you get the mac and cheese bites. And you can get those shrimp tacos, which yeah. are the king. Uh, and, you get the, you've gotten healthy on me lately. You, I eat the hummus. You eat the, I hummus. Get the hummus. Who eats really that? Good. He I, does. At Horizons I, I Bar I know I like hummus. Maybe I go. don't, but Horizons got some great hummus. But you look for them on their website. You can see their happy hour specials. Uh, just a great place to hang out. And it's and if you want to like a little upscale dinner, you yeah. can go in there for that as well. It's at Bannerman Crossing at the... Uh, Right off of Thomasville Road and Bannerman uh, up there on the northeast Tallahassee. Tell them headlines sent you. Well, the important thing is support the people who help support Seminole Headlines. That's Horizons Bar and Grill. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. We're not always not here on Seminal Headlines, anyhow, a uh, an outlet for breaking news. Uh, but a few minutes ago, Sean Payton called it a day, retired from the New Orleans Saints. Tragic to see him uh, call it a day and, and to leave the NFC South. Just thought you guys should know. And Brady's about to retire. 
Looks like things might be opening up for uh, the Atlanta Falcons. I'm just saying. Your window closed some time ago, sir. Uh, it sure did. It, it closed real shut real quick. It closed with a 28 to three lead. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sean, is he stepping away for a little while, or are you saying retiring? Uh, I think he's stepping away for a little while. He'll yeah. come back in some capacity. Well, he I, wanted to. I don't think he wanted to retire as soon as Drew Brees retired. Like he wanted to be like, hey, let me coach. I when I covered Lewis Williams in high school, real quick, he left, and his head coach that had coached him for four years. Wanted to retire then, but it's like that. That's not going to look good. So he hung on for one more year after Lewis Williams. They barely made no, the playoffs at all. You and definitely then they no. You definitely need to leave when that guy leaves. But you don't want it. So Sean then Payton was then, like, then there's some ambiguity whether or not you were a big part of it. If you if you stay, <laughs> yeah. you prove that right. there's no ambiguity. <laughs> so yeah. So he he's like, okay, I gave it one year with Taysom Hill. Uh, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this without Drew Brees. I don't like coaching without My Drew offense Brees. isn't nearly as fun with Taysom Hill. Yeah. Robert writes, I love the show, fellas. My question is, how come the state of Florida has such a hard time when it comes to producing offensive linemen? Love the show. Go Knowles. I don't know the answer to that. I, I am not an expert as to why certain regions of the country seem to produce an abundance of certain types of players. Like, for example, the state of Louisiana, they just – forever producing defensive linemen at a rate that doesn't really belie their, you know, their overall um, numbers. I, I'm just shocked by it. I, anyhow, it happens, as we see. And uh, there seems to be this idea that, obviously, the Midwest produces an, an overabundance of offensive linemen. I don't know why it is, but yeah. they and, don't afford yeah. but, but to your point, yeah. I mean, Wide just, receivers and running backs. It's, it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's <laughs> kind of an axiom in recruiting yeah. that you're not really looking for offensive linemen in the state of Florida if you are. You know, there's there's some that turn out to be really good. Oh, but for sure. the most part, it's yeah. just it's not it's not where you want to be. Weather's good here year round. Are we so... getting Twitter? By the way, are we getting? Oh Twitter? yeah, buddy, okay. I'm going back and forth, back okay. and forth. Right. I'm doing it up. Uh, hey Jeff, long time no see. Got to make time to see you and your dad. Oh, we got a dad reference, everybody. Uh, yeah. In family soon. Two questions: How far does this basketball team get? They're so Jekyll and Hyde as we saw this past weekend. And will Tom Brady come back for another year? I don't know about Tom Brady. I think probably based on a couple of things. As far as this team, I actually don't think they're Jekyll and Hyde. I think they just have a ceiling. There's some real flaws to this team that they're overcoming. So they're always going to look like a team that makes things look difficult because it is for them. They're not elite yet. And I also don't think that weekend, that, that performance, that game, that was a unique situation. In fact, I think Leonard Hamilton basically said he expected them to kind of have to grind out the first half physically. Right. But what happened was they shot so well, and Miami shot so poorly, that was they got off. It, I think it just kind of gave them some energy to where they played that awesome first half. Then they get to halftime, and I think that's when their legs went, and that's part of what you saw in the second half. I, uh, not Ira. Corey, you want to add anything to that, buddy? Been awfully quiet. No, you, got, you guys nailed it. We'll, we'll see. If they get to the tournament, maybe they get on a roll, win a couple games. Well, that is the funny thing about the tournament, right, is that uh, here I am saying that they have this ceiling that is highly unlikely likely that they're going to go real far. Just making the tournament would be a great thing, and I believe all of those things. The tournament's weird. If you get the right yeah. matchup, who the hell knows? Maybe all of a sudden you're looking up and you're in your fourth consecutive Sweet 16. If they did that this year, with this team and all of the holes to fill, as you pointed out, Ira, that would really be kind of a, a minor miracle. Well, and I thought, listen, you know, talking to listening to Mike Krzyzewski's, uh press conference after mm-hmm. Florida State beat Duke last week, one of the things he talked about was he just said, look, man, you can't simulate what Florida State does defensively. They take you out of anything you want to run. And so that's a different thing. ACC teams get used to that. In, yeah. in the NCAA tournament, a lot of these teams are seeing this for the first time. The fact they switch one through five, they pick up 94 feet, they're pressuring the ball every possession, they don't sit back on – you watch some of these other college basketball teams, and it almost looks like they're just letting each other score. 
Florida State defends a different way, so that sometimes does lead to some more success in the NCAA tournament because teams don't see it. And look at the teams that have beaten them in the NCAA tournament recently, like Gonzaga. Um, right. They had played them the year before. Michigan had played them a right. few years before mm-hmm. that. Like they're they're you, the, the guys that have seen it before. You get a little more accustomed to it. Obviously. And they had some big time NBA guys on those teams. Well, yeah, that helped. I was too. gonna say yeah. Michigan had some dudes, in, in particular a guy who's up for Rookie of the Year yeah, this year in the NBA. He's, he's pretty good. pretty pretty good. Uh, Jason writes: I saw T Buck and Ole Miss parted ways. Any word whether he comes home, and if so, in what capacity? I you know we all. Love T-Buck. We'd all love to see it. They don't have an opening on the field. I don't know that he's looking for to be off the field. I think he likes being an on-the-field coach. So if he gets an offer to be on the field somewhere else, my guess is that's where he would go. Um, but, uh, yeah, he is on the market again. They just don't have any openings. Jason correctly points to the uh, or assesses the Cristobal situation that we talked about earlier. What did you all think about Cristobal at the Miami game? It looked like a total disaster to me, <laughs> starting with him deciding to take the mic right when the timeout was, was almost crazy. over. It was like if he keeps talking for five minutes, yeah. will they stop him? That should be a technical. Yeah, it was it was hilarious. I laughed about it as well. Uh, Roger writes, Aaron Hester, 10 pounds of muscle already? Is that even possible? Yay, sausage. Hey, listen. <laughs> You know what Corey and I think about this. Um, you know, we're not worried about what's possible, what's not naturally. Maybe Aaron. Hey man, there is a good chance that Barry Bonds is going to be elected to the Hall of Fame today, and Roger Clemens. Hey, I'm all for Cheating it. pays off. Well, folks. I mean, look, man, the baseball thing is ridiculous just because everybody, the whole league was cheating yeah. at that point. So it's ridiculous to single out a couple guys. But I would say this: um, maybe I'm, I'm just thinking. Maybe you know Ben needs to think about maybe Aaron Hester could be the first. Registers NIL deal. Yeah, Because that kid is going to put on some. I, I'm bullish on Aaron Hester. I think he's going to be a good player for Florida State. And I'm bullish on cheating to get kids bigger. So let's hope go. it's happening. Roger <laughs> writes, or excuse me, Trey writes, what is one conversation each of you would like to have with a current FSU head coach not related to sports? Uh, well, I mean, I would fall into this very easily because you could have a lot of conversations with Leonard Hamilton about his life and about growing up when he did. Um, and, and how he did and, and what he's done. Uh, so that's where I would go. Corey. I don't know, man. That's a that's a really hard question. How many of them I have think... dads? Pro- probably most of them have dads, right? <laughs> Still alive, I mean. So I, any of them that have dads. This somehow turned into I, being about you again. I, I, think, <laughs> uh, I think I'd like to talk to Mark or Corey and just about non-soccer. Yeah. Like just, he's just such a smart fascinating dude like he's a guy that you could see mm. i could see mark if i had a problem either with a business or with a country or i just think mark recording could probably figure out a way to solve it just the with smart a country dude. anything you have a dispute dude. with a country or no if i'm running a country if i if i have to help oh, run a country talk to mark bring in mark recording yeah let's talk <laughs> we'll to him about out. this i'm sure he understands a economics smart dude man mark writes when will the 2022 football schedule be released monday uh and no question just choo choo from Marjartan, Marjartan wrote that on Twitter, Ira. So there you go. And nice. it's a it's a great. I wish you guys could see this, but that is hilarious. I can't see it. Yeah, that's great. Just that a is big, nice. It's just a wonderful choo choo train with a a really determined look. Similar lot lies. Ninety three three Real Talk Radio. War Chant TV continues in a moment. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Wrapping it up, a few final uh, headliner questions. We've done good, guys. We've done what good. What are we all just giggling about since you know, I don't get to take part in the, uh, I was the actually, off-air band. I actually I, cannot repeat I, what we were just talking but about. But I was actually going to tell you, Corey, that... This has been kind of the chit chat between segments has actually been kind of nice today. Yeah. Like a little bit more, I don't know, I don't what's the something just a little different. Just a little yeah, bit, I can't less put my Corey centric. That could be that it. might Ooh. be. It's, it's actually been about our families and life Ooh. outside of this. Hasn't been about what you're doing next. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. You know, next I, time, next we love you, buddy. Next time you'll be in studio. Yeah, we love you. Uh, Jeff. I'm never coming back to that studio. <laughs> this is from Brent. He writes, Jeff, will there be a listener viewing party at the X Mart when you purchase the Platinum Boutique? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's well done, Brent. Uh, Matt wants to know if we think the NFL is rigged. No. Um, Sean says, how much did the Rams win by without FSU alums trying to lose the game for them? Yeah, that was crazy. It was a rough patch there. So, hey, so Evans got him with that stutter step, didn't oh, he? Oh, it was beautiful. He's, yeah, yeah. He did that twice in that game. That's a nice move, man, because it, 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 it dinks the DB. They have to look around. And he's deceptively fast, straight line. Yeah. Like, people don't he's think moving. a guy that big can go, and he really can go. Yeah, Jalen's thinking, like, I can look back and I'm not going to lose him. Yeah, he, lost lost him. him. he lost him. He lost him. Uh, Kyle writes, do you guys know why Travis Hunter was ranked the number one recruit in the country when committed to FSU and even on signing day, but currently he is ranked number eight? Mm, no, I didn't know that. I stopped following him the second he screwed us. He's still <laughs> – there's different services. He's still number one with, with uh, rivals. Yeah, I'm not overly worried. Uh, Thomas, this is a long one, man. We can't do novels. I, I guess I'll try here. First and foremost, thank you, fine gentlemen, for doing what you do so well. That's okay. enough. Uh, yeah, this, you can stop there. Thank you. You're welcome, Thomas. Well, Ira, you're going to be glad that I didn't stop because he writes, this question is more for Ira because he's the GOAT when it comes Ooh. to the ins and outs of the soon-to-be great Seminole football program. Hmm. But I'm always interested in Jeff and Corey's opinion as well. Ooh, backhanded. Any compliment. I don't wow. care if it's backhanded. Since as of right now, Norvell only brought in verse at defensive end who's game ready, are we to assume the underclassmen are ready to make impacts this year? I have confidence in Briggs sliding over, but just wondering about the two deep and packages and obviously uh, obvious passing situations. Another somewhat related question, where do you guys see Jermaine going in the draft? By the way, I'll answer that really quickly. I don't know where he goes, and we'll, we'll burrow down into that a little bit more, but I do know that two projected draft uh, slots for him are in the first round already. That's amazing. Asking for the Bills fan who desperately needs a playmaker to get Jackson um, Mahomes' brother slammed down a couple times in next year's rematches. Okay, uh, so let's go to the beginning. You're the goat, Ira. Answer his question about uh, the depth of the defensive end. I, I feel like, first of all, I do feel like they feel good about the young guys, particularly Patrick Payton. I think he's got a chance to be a star at some point. Byron Turner they like a lot. He's coming off a of shoulder surgery, so I don't know We'll see how good he looks this year, but they like him a lot for the future. Uh, they've got some other young defensive ends that they like, uh, but I do think they'll still try. And, and I think Briggs is going to move to that position, I would think, based on the depth they have at tackle. Um, but I still think they'd love to get a defensive end in the portal maybe after the spring. So I don't think they're done there, but I also do think they like the young guys. Corey, you have any, anything you want to add? No, I was about to do a goat noise, but I've never done that before in my life. So try, who knows how that try. Sounded. Let's hear it. I'd like try. to hear it. All right. <laughs> is, is that a goat? It's a little underwhelming. Do your Liam Neeson. Yeah, let's just do that. Okay, Liam Neeson saying the word banana. 
Hey, man, don't laugh before I can do it. No, you do it really well. It is a okay. rock solid. I heard it in my head before you even did it. Liam Neeson saying the word banana. Banana. <laughs> <laughs> he laughed again in the middle no, of the It's fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm not doing it again. I can't, I can't. It's like Steve Martin can't tell his jokes because the people are laughing. I, I did like that. That's good. I heard it loud and clear. Uh, what's the status of FSU's basketball class of 2022 recruiting? That from Scotty, who really loves Florida State basketball, clearly. Uh, you know, not great by their recent standards. Uh, I think their highest-ranked guy is like in the 90s, maybe, in the rivals. Maybe in the – certainly not in the top 30 or 40. It's a four-star. Uh, There's time. Uh, There's time. A few three-stars. Yeah. yeah, they'll get a, maybe one guy left. But yeah. I like – I like the kid, Tom House. I think his name the yeah. the shooter. They got the shooter. Uh, there's some there's some uh, there's some uh, video of him of, in some three point shooting contest. My man can stroke the three. They really need Matthew Cleveland to come back. That's all. Mm. If me, Cleveland and Mills come back. You can let these guys kind of find their roles. The That's good news was in that victory over Miami, Matthew Cleveland had a whopping four points. Could Maybe you? a few more games like that. Yeah, you're, you're rooting for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But think about man. I mean, John Butler's going to be a He's going to be a nice player. Nice I mean, he's going to be yeah. a stud. I, like I love Naheem McLeod. I do too. Um, I mean, there's some. I mean, this you know, yeah. Cleveland stays. I mean, they could be. They That's could a big be, if on Cleveland, if, though, man. But if they all do, or most of them, they could be good. They could be. I mean, I would. Yeah. They be a top five team in the country if that happened. I mean, it's probably not gonna, going into it, next season. And also, if not, the portal's wide open, baby. The portal is it wide always open. Is. It always is. Uh, Jeff, what does the Platinum Bohica Trophy look like? Is it fit to be seen live on? No. It's not not really even fit to be talked about. Oh, sure it is. Sure it is. We're not so sensitive in these parts. We can have these conversations. And Jim Laranega has seen some things in his 75 years. Yeah, 75 going on 100. Uh, That's a minute. There's no more questions. There's no more questions. There's plenty more questions. No, there's not. I actually got to every question but like five, and they're redundant. So Matthew will play music momentarily. Hey, I got to tell you, you, we are so technologically savvy. This is uh, Matthew did a great job. Tom did a great job. 93.3 did a great job. War Chant TV did a great job. Of course, Ira always does a great job as and the then, GOAT. And then there was Corey. And Corey, you were strong today from a distance. Thank uh, you. Thank shockingly you. so. You took the insults like a man, no problem. And, of course, I was an elite it. driver as always. So we, we did well, everybody. Hey, we it'll really probably well. be the same setup next week. What? I'll probably be up here next week, too. I might go to that Clemson game on Wednesday, Ira, that's up, that's up my way. All right. um, and so uh, it's good to know that we've established this, that we can oh, do this. Oh, this is what we worried about. This, it was a quality product. It's not going to be an every week sort of thing. No, but, of course uh, not. Come yeah, on, guys. I love you guys. Good work out of you. I miss your must. All right. Silence Corey's mic. All right. Uh, for Ira, for Corey, I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be well. Peace.